This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. Finding a work-life balance, no pun intended, is a work in progress. And in a world where your work can follow you anywhere, finding this balance is becoming increasingly more difficult. Compared to the uh, 38 countries of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, the U.S. comes in at number 30 for work-life balance. A couple of the reasons it's so low is because 11.4% of Americans work 50 or more hours per week while they spend 11.4 hours for leisure and personal care daily. That's a quote from uh, Small Business Trends, which coincides with some data from Rescue Time, which is a software solution that helps you find work-life balance by blocking distracting sites and giving you in-depth reports on exactly how you spend your time on digital devices. Here are a few of their statistics. Uh, 28% of workers start their day before 8.30 a.m. and 5% start before 7 a.m. 40% of people use their computers after 10 o'clock p.m. (laughs) 26% of work is done outside of normal working hours. And 40.1% of our day is spent multitasking with communication tools. A lot of companies talk about work-life balance, but based on the statistics I cited, maybe there should be a law mandating work-life balance. You know, actually, actually, there is a bill being proposed that may do that very thing. If it becomes law, how will that affect the future of work? Well, I debate that after this special message. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We We out. out. Employer brand professionals know that doing great work involves doing big, high-level strategic thinking and getting your hands dirty. That sounds like the kind of work you want to do. Come listen to the Talent Cast. It's the world's most highly caffeinated employer brand podcast. According to Wikipedia, the right to disconnect is a proposed human right regarding the ability of people to disconnect from work and primarily not to engage in work-related electronic communications such as emails or messages during non-work hours. In March 2018, a right to disconnect bill was introduced before the New York City Council and is still under consideration at this point. If it were to pass, it would be the first workers' rights law of its kind in the United States and would force many New York City employers to (laughs) reevaluate their policies and culture. Here's a news clip talking about it. These days, work easily transcends the office doors in the form of emails and phone calls on our cell phones. But New York City Council member Rafael Espinal wants to make sure everyone can unplug after hours. 
There's a lot of New Yorkers out there that don't know when their workday begins or when their workday ends because we're all so tied to our phones. His proposed law will make it illegal for a company to require employees to access work email and other communications outside of the office. It would apply to regular time off, sick days, and vacation time. It covers all employers with 10 or more workers. You can still work. You can still talk to your boss. But it's just saying that when you feel like you're, you've hit your boiling point and you can't do it anymore, you're able to disconnect. And, and decompress for a while. I link to the bill in the show notes available on jimstroud.com, but here are some interesting details within the fine print. Employers can't require employees to access work-related electronic communications outside of normal work hours. So when it comes to emails, text messages, or Skype, or any type of electronic communications, the boss can send what they want, but again, the worker is not required to respond. Another fine point, no retaliation. Employers can't punish employees for exercising their right to disconnect. Another point, should an employer require an employee to answer an email after hours or some other electronic communication, whether that's Skype, direct message, or what have you, they would face a fine of $250. <laughs> and it gets better. Another point. If an employer disciplines an employee but doesn't fire the employee for failing to access off-hours work-related emails or texts, the employee would receive any lost wages and benefits plus $500 and other, quote, equitable relief as appropriate, end quote, in the case of an unlawful termination. That penalty would rise up to $2,500. <laughs> and one more point. Employers would also be subject to civil penalties payable to the city of New York if they violate the right to disconnect up to $500 for the first instance and for subsequent violations that occur within two years of any previous violation up to $750 for the second and up to $1,000 for each additional violation. I imagine most of the people listening would be in favor of this type of law, whereas others would be curious as to how this affects the bottom line. Well, if hours were reduced, work productivity would likely increase. Case in point, Microsoft Japan generated a lot of buzz recently with one of their experiments. Uh, check out this quote from ThomasNet. Japan has long been renowned for its intense work culture that places punishingly high expectations on employees. Extreme levels of work-related stress and exhaustion, which in some cases resulted in suicide, strokes, and heart failure, became so widespread that in the late 1970s, a new word, kuroshi, was invented, literally translating to death by overwork. This made it especially interesting that Microsoft recently trialed a four-day work week in Japan. The summer project, part of Microsoft's Work Life Choice Challenge, saw its Japanese offices closing each Friday in August, the implementation of a 30-minute meeting limit, 
and employees being encouraged to reduce time spent replying to emails. The experiment aimed to improve work-life balance, boost workplace creativity, and encourage flexible working, resulting in a 40% productivity boost compared with August 2018. It was considered a huge success. Microsoft has plans to repeat the project in Japan this winter. Other countries have been experimenting with right to disconnect bills in one way or another, even making it a law in some instances. I'll share some examples of that uh, after this. This podcast is sponsored by Superpass, the go-to software for out-the-box content websites and mobile apps. With the Superpass platform, you can create your own branded website and native mobile apps to host your digital content, subscribers, and more. Do you have quality content that you want to share with the world in a beautiful and intuitive site? If so, then Superpass can provide the tech solution for you. Hold all your digital content in one place, your brand, your way. Check out superpass.app. That's S-U-P-A-P-A-S-S dot app. Launching an innovation in HR tech is no small feat. With all of the noise and countless vendors in the market, sometimes the most promising innovations don't get the chance they deserve to impact HR. And while early and growth stage founders are highly innovative, most aren't experts at scaling revenue to drive growth and support their vision, which can mean the end of the road for many startups. That's where Pure ACV comes in. We've had the great fortune of working with some of the most innovative brands in HR tech for over three decades to build compelling messaging and solid scalable teams that drive growth, giving these innovations a chance to impact how HR is done. To learn more, visit us at pureacv.com. City Councilman Rafael Espinal, Democrat, who introduced the Right to Disconnect bill based it off of a similar workers' rights law in France, which applies to companies with more than 50 employees. To quote from their law, quote, The employee is under no obligation either to accept working at home or to bring there his files and working tools, end quote. In 2004, the Supreme Court affirmed this decision and ruled that, quote, the fact that the employee was not reachable on his cell phone outside working hours cannot be considered as misconduct, end quote. And FYI, France has had a 35-hour work week since the year 2000. Here are a few more examples. In the Philippines, House Bill 4721 was introduced to the 17th Congress of the House of Representatives of the Philippines in January 2017. The long title of the proposed act is this, quote, an act granting employees the right to disconnect from work-related electronic communications after work hours, end quote. Whew, long title. <laughs> in Italy, uh, in Italy, Senate Act uh, 2233-B has become law, and inside of its law is this quote, quote, <laughs> the agreement also identifies the workers' rest periods as well as the technical and organizational measures necessary to ensure that the worker is disconnected from the technological equipment, end quote. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, you know, while Germany does not have any laws related to right to disconnect, German companies have had a history of implementing policies along these lines uh, quite often. Here are a few examples. Volkswagen 
implemented a policy in 2011 stating that it will stop email servers from sending emails to the mobile phones of employees between the hours of 6 p.m. and 7 a.m. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> In 2013, Germany's employment ministry banned its managers from contacting staff after hours as part of a wider agreement on remote working. It was done in order to protect the mental health of workers. And in 2014, the automobile, the automobile, automobile, the car company, Daimler, introduced a software called Mail on Holiday that its employees could use to automatically delete incoming emails while they were on vacation. <laughs> I think that's my favorite example yet. <laughs> okay, in consideration of this trend, I'm still laughing on that last example. <laughs> in consideration of this, of this trend, I predict that the gig economy will continue to boom. Why not? If companies are going to reduce work hours as a cultural initiative or to be compliant to a law, productivity levels will have to be maintained. And although I believe productivity would increase as workers embrace more flex time, I have to wonder if it will be enough to meet the overall company demand. If not, then gig workers will be more needed than ever to pick up the slack. Take uh, recruiting, for example. How many more HR freelance jobs would post a day after a right to disconnect bill becomes law? For that matter, are you familiar with this website, um, hrlancers.com? H-R-L-A-N-C-E-R-S, hrlancers.com. If not, uh, check it out. As soon as working hours decrease overall, uh, I think you can expect more websites like HR Lancers to pop up. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.